Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 354. Days passed, and I sat idle as winter slowly withdrew from the university. Frost left the corners of window panes, drifts of snow dwindled, and trees began to show their first greening buds. Eventually, Simon caught his first glimpse of bare leg beneath a flowing dress and declared spring had officially arrived. One afternoon, as I sat drinking methaglin with Stanchion, Thrape came through the door, practically bubbling with excitement. He whisked me off to a private table on the second tier, looking ready to burst with whatever news he was carrying. Thrape folded his hands on the tabletop. Since we haven't had much luck finding you a local patron, I started casting my nets farther afield. It's nice to have a local patron, but if you have the support of a properly influential lord, it hardly matters where he lives. I nodded. My troop had ranged all over the four corners under the protection of Lord Greyfollow's name. Thrape grinned. Have you ever been to Vintus? Possibly, I said. Then seeing his puzzled look, I explained, I traveled quite a bit when I was young. I can't remember if we ever made it that far east. He nodded. Do you know who the Mayor Alvaron is? I did, but I could tell Thrape was bursting to tell me himself. I seem to remember something, I said vaguely. Thrape grinned. You know the expression, rich as the king of Vint? I nodded. Well, that's him. His great-great-grandfather's workings of Vint back before the Empire stopped in, converting everyone to the Iron Law and the Book of the Path. If not for a few quirks of fate a dozen generations back, Alvaron would be the royal family of Vintus, not the Calanthus, and my friend the mayor would be king. Your friend, I said appreciatively. You know Mayor Alvaron? Thrape made a vacillating gesture. Friend may be stretching things a little, he admitted. We've been corresponding for some years, exchanging news from our different corners of the world, doing each other a favor or two. It would be more appropriate to say we're acquainted. An impressive acquaintance. What is he like? His letters are quite polite. Never a bit snobby, even though he does stand quite a good rank above me, Thrape said modestly. He's every bit a king, except for the title and crown, you know. When Vintus formed his family... We'll never know what his family did because the page is over. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. Wow, I'm Jeremy. I have questions about your page, Nick. When he says, under the protection of Greyfallow, is it Lord or Baron? Uh, Lord Greyfallow's name. Oh, interesting. In my book, it's Baron. Interesting. Jeremy, what about yours? Uh, for me, it's Lord, I'm pretty sure. Oh, weird. Yeah, for me, it's uh, protection of Baron Greyfellow's name. Hmm. Interesting. And mine is the newest version, right? Right. So I guess that's that's the most up-to-date reading. I don't remember him being a Baron. I've heard Baron Greyfellow before, I think. Yeah, I recall him being a Baron. Alrighty. I suspect that they had to, or Roth has decided it was important to place him in the peerage a little more closely. I think Lord is kind of a catch-all, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, have we ever discussed the notion that Mayor Alvaron might be the penitent king? I I feel like we probably touched on it, but we can discuss it more. I think he's a front runner for many reasons. I think the penitent king's men wear his colors, which is definitely a good uh, sign. I don't think we've talked about it too closely because he hasn't been in the book much. Mm. It's he's definitely a front runner, which is why I think it's too obvious. It can't possibly be the obvious one. You're you're playing twelve dimensional chess there, buddy. Yeah. What are I you used, getting at, Jeremy? Do you have do you have 
Oh no, I just like I I'm just putting it together like a newborn babe right now. Like, oh, like he is a king in all but name already. Maybe something in the book is gonna happen that makes him try to reclaim that title from the person who's actually like politically the king in, in Vince right now. The Calanthus. Yes, the Yeah, Calanthus. I think it's likely that through Quoth's um whatever Quoth does in Rhaenyra, which is where the king lives, Alvaron will end up the highest ranking noble, right? Mm. If that is in fact the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Like, as I recall, sorry. Um, what if it's the person who occupies the rank that mayor Alvaron currently does, but it's not Alvaron. What? Well, all I'm saying is, Alvaron gets married at the end of this book, right? So if Alvaron were to die and someone else were to marry his wife, they would occupy his position in the peerage. Yes. Okay. So the person who then stands to inherit the kingship of Vint could be anybody who is of good enough birth to marry Mello and Lackless. Uh-huh. Including such people as Ambrose and Simon. Hmm. Mm, that's a real stretch. That's <laughs> a stretch. It's true. But what I'm getting at is that potentially the penitent king, like we could all be right here. It could be that the penitent king, like Mayor Alvaron is probably the best position to be the penitent king for many reasons. Not the least of which is that they wear his colors and he's in the same peerage as the king of Vint. And he's already high up and practically is the king of Vint already. But it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be Alvaron. And in the chat, they're saying it can't be Simon because it's the wrong kingdom. No, but he's still a noble and marrying across kingdoms makes sense for political reasons. Hmm. Pretty sus. Extremely sus. Anyway, this is my job on this podcast. Yes. So I have, you, I have checked my box. You around with hammers and cracks pots. That's right. I'm sort of like a little gremlin sneaking into your shed. Great. Dink. I, I, so on previous pages, we were talking about how other characters have agency in the story and that Quoth doesn't always consider that. There's another example of that on this page because Quoth has basically given up on trying to find a patron, but Thrape hasn't. Quoth thinks that Thrape has also given up because Quoth's social standing in Imra and the university town are kind of in the pits right now. But Thrape has been working all this time behind the scenes. He's been thinking, well, if I can't get both a patron locally, what if I tried to get him a patron a little farther afield? I know lots of people all over the world. And I think that's beautiful. Well, if I can jump ahead a page, Mayor Alvaron sends him a job posting, essentially, that is perfectly suited to Quoth. And Thrape immediately thinks, oh, Quoth is a great fit for this. So I just want to keep harping on my my uh, suspicion that this is a trap, like specifically designed to get Quoth away from the university or into Vint for some reason, because especially once we get to the, the, the job posting on tomorrow's page, you'll see that to Thrape anyway, there's only one person who fits this description. So it could be like a perfect fit and just like a bit of, of um, you know, wonderful uh, coincidence. Or it could be that someone is feeding Mayor Alvaron, who, as we know, is like not really a schemer. 
he just sort of like nods and agrees with the last person in the room. The suggestion that he send a message to Thrape for this basically word for word description of Quoth. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just, you know, fishing. Got a few lines out there. Just uh, waiting to hear a, a nibble in the baubles. Is that what they're called? Baubles? I don't know. Bobbers, I think. Mm. You can nibble on whatever you like. Thanks, Jeremy. I have no further comment regarding this. I, I'm reserving my thoughts for later or something like that. <laughs> also, I just, this doesn't technically have to do with the page, but I really like your voice for Thrape. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, it almost sounds like you're leaning into like the way the, the Mad Hatter sounds in the Alice in Wonderland Disney movie. Yeah, I was trying to go for like a Hugh Laurie-esque, like foppish noble voice. Mm. I, d- I do want to quickly examine the uh, the relationship that Thrape and the mayor have. Because Thrape starts by saying like, oh, you know, we we correspond. You know, he's very polite, very kind. He's my friend. And then he's like, well, you know, he's not my friend. He is, of course, higher than me. Um, you know, we're acquainted. Oh, what's he like? Well, his letters are very very kind. Like I get the sense that Thrape has actually never met Alvaron in person and that I, I don't know how they end up corresponding, but that the letters are perhaps not quite as friendly and, and pure-ish as, uh, as Thrape suggests. I don't actually think that that's true, especially given the actual diegetic example of one of those letters we get on the next page which seems perfectly conversational and friendly. I think that you are too, too suspicious. I think that I, like I was going to say, as I recall, the mayor is kind of gregarious and friendly and like not at all stuck up or snobby. And that's why he and Quoth end up getting along. I don't, I mean, we'll get there in my memory. They don't really get along so much as like they end up having a pretty good working relationship. And I, I'm perhaps, for comedic purposes, exaggerating how how much of a fool the mayor is. But he is definitely manipulated rather easily, I think. Maybe we should hold back until we get to that section of the book. Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll get there. I remember him as being like, if more like a war leader in, in, our, in a time when... Uh, when a diplomatic leader is called for, like he seems like a bit more of a brute. And though he is an effective ruler, he is not quite up to the task of navigating the court intrigue that surrounds him. That's my impression of him anyway. Yeah, I mean, that impression would lead me to think of him as being more of a salt of the earth type rather than a snob, which would then support what, what Thrape says. Did I say snob? Oh, I don't think I meant to say snob. I don't think I missed the snob either. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna delete everything I said this episode. Ignore me. Backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> and I also we'll get there. Like I think we can all agree that the mayor is an interesting guy. Yeah, and I also just want to point out that in the pre-modern world, I think a lot of aristocrats did carry out their friendships through corresponding with letters, right? Like, you know, if you had a friend who was an aristocrat in France and you lived in the Holy Roman empire, you wouldn't necessarily go to visit them very often. You might only have met them in person, you know, once or twice in your life, but it was relatively low cost to, to correspond carrying letters back and forth. 
And I guess it makes good political sense to have these relationships with people, with other nobles mm-hmm. all over. Especially right. if you want to like secure a political alliance with a marriage, it probably helps if you have at least some kind of relationship with families elsewhere. Now, I the reason I think it's worth picking at this relationship is because in my impression, Thrape is way below the mayor. So what does the mayor benefit for carrying on this relationship? Is he just the type of guy who has a lot of relationships with counts in faraway Thrape strikes counties? me as a really friendly yeah maybe they're just friends gravitate towards him not for his not for his actual level but for for his like legitimate company there's probably not a lot of people who are as nice as him in those levels probably everybody's like a little bit snobby so i imagine that thrape is is a gem among them yeah i agree with that but if we were looking for a material reason to cultivate a friendship with thrape thrape is known as a patron of the arts right he's known as like keeping an eye on the hot new talents coming through coming through the aeolian so maybe the mayor is also interested in some hot new talent yeah maybe he like because it would add to his prestige to have great musicians in his court you know what? That makes sense. That is Thrape's competitive advantage, 100%. So it makes sense that that would be what they, what the mayor values in him. And before you say it, it's not like as you, he may just genuinely be like a friendly guy to correspond with. But I do feel like at that level, you can't afford to have relationships that aren't beneficial in some way. They can be more than one thing. Yes, they can be more than one thing, as you say. Do we have any other notes on this page? Nope. I'm 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 good. I'll start out this time so that I uh, I don't dominate the conversation. Uh, I also want to recommend a board game that I've been playing a lot with my partner. It can only be played with two people. Uh, it's called Patchwork. Uh, it's very it's competitive, but it doesn't feel like brutal or or like cruel because you're just like making a nice quilt, and whichever one of you makes the nicest quilt wins. That sounds amazing. I want to do that. Yeah, uh, it's super great. It's very easy to learn and explain. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. We play it a ton. Patchwork. Uh, I think it's one of those German board games. I, I don't have a recommendation right now, Nick. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I've been rewatching Gravity Falls on Disney+, Plus, which is where I've been able to find it, uh, which is a show that I really liked when it came out, and I continue to enjoy. I think it uh, has only improved with time. It's the kind of show that is explicitly for kids, but has a lot to offer people of all ages. Uh, It also has a lot of writing talents and voice talents who went off to do more things or who came from interesting pedigrees. Like um, the fellows who created Homestar Runner wrote for it. And a lot of the writing team eventually went on to Disenchantment. Gravity Falls also does the like, there is a background mystery and basically ARG to solve in a way better, like far better than disenchantment does. So if you are watching disenchantment and you're like, this is kind of interesting, but I want to see it done better. Gravity falls uh, is, is a good one. I second that. I love gravity falls. I downloaded it onto my computer so I could rewatch it all the time. And it's great. Yes. And though it is Disney uh, funded, it is not, it doesn't feel like Disney. It really doesn't. Yeah. Okay, I figured out what I want to recommend. It is also television-based. I found it on Netflix, 
And it's definitely a guilty pleasure. It's like the kind of thing that you don't want to tell people that you watch, but it's also great. Um, I, I don't know if like it's, it would specifically suit any particular kind of person, but uh, a little bit of backstory. So back in, in like the early 2000s, there was this really weird, like it was like a fun cartoon, but not like a great cartoon. And it was called Winx Club. And it was about a fairy high school. Shut up! I shut up. <laughs> I, I I can I can. I remember they they had these toys where you would put them in like a launcher and no, then pull the string. That I know wasn't what you're thinking. That is a different that that is Sky Dancers, and those are oh. also great. So trust me, I know my fairy cartoons. Like I was all about fairies as a child. Those are Sky Dancers. They are different. Winx Club came after Sky Dancers. Uh, it was like I think it was teenagers in high school, but anyway. They took the basic, like, itty-bitty little bits of this concept and applied it to, an, to like, a young adult audience. Like, maybe teen. So kind of like a She-Ra? Well, but now it's not a cartoon. So they've rebooted it. It's not a cartoon. It's live action, and it is not targeted to children. It's it like Riverdale. 100% not targeted to children. And it's a completely different storyline, but it has some of the same characters. And the concept is still that it is, like, it is a school for fairies but these are not like like tinkerbell is actually mentioned but it's not a tinkerbell kind of fairy like the main fairy has like is like a fire fairy and she burns things like one of the one of the things that is mentioned in like one of the first one or two episodes is that the reason she's at the school is because she can't control her powers and she almost killed her parents with her fire so it is like a it's like a gritty reboot it's like a yeah it's a gritty reboot and it's I love it. Like I don't. I don't know if I should. I don't know if that's like a cringe thing, but I like. I love it. Like, and I didn't even like the cartoon that much as a kid, but I really enjoy this reboot. I think they did a really great job with with the not so great material they were given. So it is called Fate: A Winx Saga. Wow. The much better older brother of, or younger brother, or younger sister. I don't know. Sibling of. Winx Club, the cartoon that is bad. <laughs> there you go. There you have it, listeners. Watch there you have the it. Show. There's no property that they won't try to milk another another round of profit off of. I mean, there's definitely another season of it coming, but you know what? I'm I'm here for it. There are no new ideas. To be fair, everything about this this show is a new idea, except for the name of the main character and the fact that she has firepower. I do want to point out that this time it was Jordana who took a short episode and turned it into a 20 minute or whatever. I'm allowed to do that. You guys talk a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I'm not lamenting the quality of your recommendation. I'm sure it is uh, a fun pleasure. I've definitely enjoyed stuff that I thought was trashy. Maybe it's not trashy. I don't know, but I'm, I'm trying to tie this into King killer. Um, there's all these reboots of things. Like, a redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> All the new shows are reboots or continuations. All anyone is talking about is like, like WandaVision is like the show I'm watching right now. And it's a show that only works because it comes on the heels of like 20 years of, of movies. Um, And those in turn come on the heels of like 60 years of comic books. And meanwhile, we here on this podcast are celebrating this new, like King Killer is new. And like, it's exploring ideas that are not new. It's uh, a new, interesting take on these ideas uh, at a time when relatively, like, 
you know, obviously dark fantasy or grown up fantasy isn't new either, but it's at a time when there's this dearth of novelty and they keep on trying to make it into a series or a movie and it keeps on not working. I'm not saying I'm like rooting for it either. I'm not sure I want them to make a movie. I'm certainly glad that the pre- idea of the prequel show has died because frankly, I thought that there would like be no market for a show about close parents. Cause like, here's something that, okay. I'm that- sorry. I have to cut you off. My computer's about to die. Okay, good. Thank God. Because I was going to go on a really un, un, like, bad tangent. So we can save this for another page of the wind. wind.